And we are back. The Loose Balls podcast returning from our roughly month-long hiatus. I think it's been longer than that. Four weeks, probably. Something like that. We've been gone a while. But we're back. We've been doing a lot of traveling. Um, You're getting a flu game from me and, and Tommy V here. A couple flu games. But we're here. We're back being slaves to the content. Even though our... Uh, you know, regular lives come first. So, uh, you know, I know Easy always says he's a slave to the content, but we're back. I'm, I'm such a slave to the content. I actually scheduled my flu um, in the beginning of January. So January 3rd, I came down with the flu and had it for a week. And I did that because I knew we were coming back. You so, had like so. the, big, the big boy flu? The Spanish Oh, flu? I had the big boy flu. The influenza? I, I'm, I'm big boy everything. Oh. Okay, well, I had a stomach bug yesterday that I've been recovering from. Tommy V, sounds like you you're having your flu game today. No, yeah, I, I've also had a stomach bug that basically shitting all all morning and all like last night. So I feel better now, just like you. I'm still a little like I don't know, still a little woozy, but you know, I'll Michael Jordan it. I'll get through it. Yeah, that's what we are for. Is we the reason that we're the greatest podcast of all time is because we're not. Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman were three Michael Jordans. And that's why we play so well together. Right, guys? I don't I don't necessarily disagree. No, I don't either. Well, all right, guys. Um, we're back. Better than ever. Um, new year, same us. And we're, we're here to get on track. So, I mean, is there, Ethan, is there anything you want to just kind of get off your chest? You not having an outlet for about a month is a little terrifying. Uh, is there just I, any anything you want to comment on? Really, I know I'm kind of springing this on you. Just I, I feel like there's something. I, I have a whole lot to say. Um, I was really planning on it for for all of my antics, my takes that I've kind of bottled up for the last month or so or, to come out naturally in a genuine conversation form. Um, but I don't know if this will get brought up. Can we talk about Adam Gase for a little bit? Oh, his just psycho press conference. Yes. I only saw was the it, clips. Was it the worst press conference of all time? It's close. I mean, if everybody immediately is like, what is wrong with this guy in the in the actual instant that you were hired, that's probably a pretty bad Jets-like precedence. It is, it is very – it's Jets. It is so Jets. Uh, the fact that nobody knew this guy had crazy eyes until now, um, the moment he hops on board with the Jets – then that's when people find out. So that's my question to you guys. Do you think like, because it had like a drug kind of feel to it. Do you think it was drugs? Do you think he's always been this way? Because I'm leaning towards he's always been this way, but we didn't know it because in Miami, I started thinking about it. I only ever saw him wear a hat in Miami. Yep. Like even in yep. press conferences, he always was hiding behind that hat. That's what crazy eyes guys do. They hide behind yeah. hats and other things like, you know, averting eye contact, subtle things like that. Mm-hmm. So I think the whole world is just now finding out. I don't think the people in Miami knew. I mean, his crazy eyes are on that. That was a that was next level crazy eyes. Or the third option in my head was, and I'm still buying. He's always had crazy eyes. He was he's been hiding behind that hat in Miami forever, um, or even in Denver too when he was coaching Peyton Manning and all that um, as a coordinator. I think he was always hiding behind a hat. Anyway, third option. Is that just the whole aura of the Jets did this to him? Just, just the New York Jets franchise. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think that's completely out of the question. I, I got to say, I've watched Adam Gase. Like, I've seen him multiple times, and I've never seen the crazy eyes. So I'm, I'm leaning either the Jets or I, I think you're right with the hat easy. I don't know what it is, but as soon as he took the hat off, I was like, it's the balding. And it's just like, oh, yeah, this guy's crazy. Yes. It's like on the sideline, I never thought like, oh, this is a crazy guy. It's like, oh, you know, quiet Adam Gase, quarterback whisperer. Now it's like, oh, no, this is like this guy's a serial killer. Yeah, it, it was too. it was a combination of serial killer slash he was just drugged out. Like that is the eyes of someone who was strung out. I was um, also I knew the name Adam Gaze. I was familiar with Adam Gaze's career. And when I saw him, I was like, I did not think that's what Adam Gaze looked like. Was anybody else no, right there, too, of like, it, oh, it, shit, That's I not what he looks like. I've, I've it's seen not. him for years. I've like, that, <laughs> okay. I don't know who that was, but I was like, I don't think that's Adam Gaze, okay. if you say so. I was, exa- I was literally like, man, I know this guy's career for the last, like, seven or eight years, it seems like. And he stepped up on stage, and I was like, I don't think I could have picked him out of a lineup of one. I would have just been looking like, I don't think that's Adam Gaze. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I was. I did not think he'd be that bald and that hysterical looking. I don't remember him being that clean shaven too. Obviously, he was clean shaven for the press conference, but like, even in other times, like I just nothing about it seemed real. Yeah, I think he does normally. He has a beard. I think I'm trying to remember. Like him and Jay Cutler together, I can always like picture on the sideline down in Miami. Yeah, <laughs> I really don't know. I yeah, I just. I was just shocked that that's what he looked like. Because I think he always wears sunglasses too. Oh, that could be. Does he? That could be a big factor here. I know. I know he always wears the hat. He wears the hat real, real low. Low hat guy. And he's not a visor gaze. Miami. Let me see if I can find pictures of him. Is he wearing? Is he wearing the sunglasses because he's strung out all the time? The problem is, anytime you type in at. These pictures of him in Miami are not with sunglasses. It's just the hat. Low hat. Low hat. And crazy eyes. I'm seeing it now. It was just the crazy eyes weren't as like. It wasn't like it was yesterday. He was like looking down at something and was just like, I mean. For those who haven't seen it, you have to go watch it because it's straight out of a cartoon. He does have all like crazy eyes and all of the stuff I'm looking at. But he's always wearing a hat. Yeah. Yeah. Even in these press conference pictures, he's wearing that. Oh, here's one. I got one right here. It's from the Daily Dolphin, the Palm Beach Post. I guess the Daily Dolphin is a blog yeah, for the probably, Palm Beach yeah. Post because the Palm Beach, Palm Beach Post is a newspaper. He's got the same crazy eyes he has yesterday, but under the hat. It's like a side view a little bit, so you get a better view of the eyes. And they are like the bug eyes like you saw yesterday. Like, you know how cartoons, you'll see, like, cartoons' eyes, like, literally pop out of their eye sockets? That's what yesterday looked like. Yeah, that he, that was really absurd. I'm, I'm looking I'm, through them now, and it's just very, it's like, oh, my God. He looks Some just other like an question. actor to me that I am now looking up. It's one of those guys that I'm, I'm terrible at the actor's name, but it's always like, you know, that guy. I can't name anything he's in, but I know exactly who it is. So, give me a couple of minutes. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking <laughs> about, Tommy. <laughs> I need a little more than that. <laughs> Damn it. That actor that's in everything, but I can't think He's of He's not him. in everything, but it's like one of those things. It's like, oh, yeah, that guy. I know him. But I, I was no, watching Iron Man last night, is. and there was a guy in Iron Man 1 who I can't place. Obviously, it's not Robert Downey Jr., but um, <laughs> as the African-American fellow in Iron Man 1. He's in a lot of stuff, but oh. I cannot put my – I can't think of the name. 
Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. No, yeah. it's not. No, no, not Don no. Cheadle. Tyrone Howard. I don't think Don Cheadle was in Iron Man. Yeah, t- Tyrone. Is it Tyrone Howard, Howard the guy who Don Cheadle replaces? He's in like Empire. No, not. I think not, that's. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's in Empire. It's not Tyrone Howard. What's his? No, Tyrone, Tyrone Howard's Martin? not it. That, it's something Howard, I think, isn't it? Let me just look up the cast to Iron Man one, and then <laughs> listeners where, where go are look we? this guy up. And this guy is How literally in everything. Here? How did we get here? <laughs> Uh, okay, I got one more question about Gase. So, maybe like an hour and a half after that press conference, once ownership and executives and the higher ups in the Jets organization learned about the social media reaction to Gase's crazy eyes, do you think they had like a sit down conversation with with Gase? Like, yo, what is this? Like, what's wrong with you? I feel like they probably just like swept it under the rug and were like, all right, good work, man. Terrence Howard. I, Terrence Howard. There it is. Not Terrence Tyrone Howard. Howard. Sorry, but yeah, no, I think they probably just tried to just everybody was like, okay, good work, man. We'll get him again tomorrow. All right, I found the guy, and he doesn't really look like that much like Adam Gase, but I'll tell him that anyway. Rob Cordry. Oh, oh, Andre. No, uh, Rob Cordry's the guy in Ballers. Yes, he's in a lot of like, he's like a funny guy, kind of bald. Hot Top Time Machine. Yes, and Hot Top Time Machine. Oh, yeah, Anchorman. No. Yes. No. No, he's not Anchorman. No, 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 no. What's that guy's name? What's that guy's name? He's also bald. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're talking about Todd Packard. He was Todd Packard. No, not Todd Packard. He looks like Todd Packard. That guy kind of looks like that guy kind of looks like Adam Gase to me. He was on the Daily Show back in the day. He was, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Okay, back on the back on the wherever we were. How in God's name do we get here? Okay. I don't know. I'm just looking at all. I don't know. You, I mean, you've got the reins. <laughs> all right. You know what? We're we're pivoting here. We're gonna do we're gonna do a firm pivot right into the. You NFL. let me take over the show to start. Yeah, That's what. That happened. was horrifying, and I'm sorry I did that. We're gonna take a firm pivot here to the NFL playoffs. Uh, we are fully back by after that. By the way, we are fully back. This is it. Okay, NFL playoffs. So we have. We were on a hiatus, obviously. Now we are going into the the championship games, AFC, NFC championship games. Um, the wild card and divisional rounds, I think the storyline is that everything went almost exactly according to plan. Uh, it really is the crazy part. No, no real upsets. Um, no real surprises in either of the games. The one and two seeds from each conference have made it to the championship game. Uh, Tommy, do you have anything just on the playoffs that really stuck out to you? Because really, to me, it's just kind of business as usual in the NFL, which is a little bit strange. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say the wild card was kind of a little bit more the week of the, or the uh, weekend of the dogs. I mean, I think all the dogs covered that weekend. And then last week, the divisional was all, I think all the favorites covered other than the Eagles. But that was a close one, too. So, no, I, like you said, though, nothing's really gone way out of whack. The Bears losing to the Eagles, I think a lot of people saw that coming, yeah. just how hot the Eagles were. And the, the Bears were just a team that if Trubisky, if you're trying to come from behind, good luck because that dude is amazing at the first read, and then after that, he does not know like how to play quarterback. So, no, like, I mean, like you said, it's there wasn't really a whole lot of weird things. I think the the Chargers getting blown out that was a little bit of a surprise, and the Colts losing a little bit of a surprise. I think those are. I was surprised like, by the Chargers getting blown out. I think those are both like sucker picks, though. Like I, I bet against both of them because I was like everyone is going Chargers and Colts. I was like, I I don't trust them going to Foxborough and Arrowhead respectively. Yeah, so no way. I wasn't really that surprised, but I think that to a lot of people, it's like 
you know, they love the Colts this weekend and the Chargers this weekend, but I, I guess I was one of the, the few that didn't. I'm still surprised that the Chargers got whooped that badly. In hindsight, I should have known the Colts were going to do that. I should have yeah. known the Colts were going to lay an egg. In hindsight, that doesn't surprise me. I'm still surprised that the Chargers got whooped that badly. I'm not surprised they lost. I'm surprised they got just absolutely demolished. Well, I, I didn't know the Chargers play like as much zone as they do. Yeah, I didn't really realize that either, even though I've been a Chargers stan yeah. all year. But I don't remember them playing that much zone, like watching them in the past. I don't think anyone like brings it up as much as like anyone who plays the Patriots. As soon as you play zone against the Patriots, it's it, you're done for. It's you're over. Yeah. I know they played a lot of zone against the Ravens, like just recalling my memory on that game. They played a good bit of zone, but I don't remember that throughout the entirety of the year. That makes sense, though. To, I mean, against the Ravens, it makes perfect sense to yeah. play a zone scheme, right? I mean, you're literally just – they're running a wing T offense. There's no need to man up. That's how wing T offense's function is against the man. But then when you go play Tom Brady, you'd think that you change your game plan a little bit because you, you've you seen the last 20 years he eats up every single zone de- zone defense he sees. I, I don't. I just don't really understand. They had all the personnel, it seems like. Their defense is fast. It seems like they could man up on the Patriots and beat them speed-wise, and they just never did. I mean, Tom Brady just picked them apart all afternoon. Julian Edelman and and uh, Sony Michelle, James White, all those just like five-yard throws, he was just money, and that was it. It was over. And then he'd throw yeah. over the top with Philip Dorsett, of all people. It was That that game made no sense to me. But yeah. in hindsight, I, I agree, Ethan, in hindsight, that is exactly where I was. I thought the Patriots was free money. I thought that was like – unbelievably free money the Colts definitely shocked me because I just kept going back in my head to Andrew Luck in what 2011 12 whatever that was uh being down 28 at halftime and coming back at winning in Harrowhead I just I think it was 13 was that what it was I just kept yeah. thinking about that so I was like oh I can see that ha- happening again just because the Chiefs are just epic losers in the postseason but, well, entering that game, I thought the Colts could go in there in the cold weather and play well, just with the way they've been playing recently. I mean, they have the offensive line; they've been proven they've proved that they can run the ball. Uh, so I thought they could go in there and grind it out, but it just it didn't work. Dome team. But I'm not really surprised. It's a dome team outside. Isn't that what they say? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I think really uh, those were the only two semi shockers. I think everybody kind of thought the Cowboys would lose to the Rams. I don't think anybody really was on that train. I, think, I was shocked. They no, beat the I heard a lot, a lot of people picking the Cowboys in that game. Really? What? Yeah, I heard a lot of people picking the Cowboys in that game. Yes. I would say I, I, feel like- I was just like, well, I don't know who's going to choke in the playoffs first, Dak or Jared Goff. I, th- I would think that was probably the only thing I had, but the Rams are just too good for them to lose. I saw somewhere like some slate of analysts had a clean sweep of the Cowboys. I forgot where I was watching that, but I remember watching that and it surprised me. Jerry that, Jones. That's very off. surprising. That was yeah, I that was like the one game I was like I was pretty sure I was like, all right, the Rams are gonna win this. I don't trust the Cowboys like in one more game. Yeah. And it was the Rams defense that did it, because what they held Zeke to what two point something yards, yards think, per carry? Yeah. yeah. Per carry. I don't know why I say Kari. Uh, yeah. No, it was under fifty yards and I mean the whole surprising thing too is CJ Anderson just running all over them. Todd Gurley running all over them. That was the Cowboys thing is their their front seven was supposed to be so good. Yeah. Couldn't get anything going. Todd I mean, all the highlights of that game are either Todd Gurley or CJ Anderson just running all over the place. There's not a single yeah. highlight from that game that's watchable other than just one of them running. Like that's all they did. It was just so easy for them. It looked like they weren't 
trying. And just went out there and stuck no. it to him. It was a boring game. Easy was was CJ Anderson that fat on the uh, Panthers? Well, he never played. Like he oh, never okay. even touched the field, uh, and that's part of the reason why we just let him go. It was just we weren't using him. So, um, fat fat CJ Anderson, he really took me by surprise. I didn't think he was that fat. <laughs> no, I had no idea. I guess like, the I orange for the Broncos like, was a little slimming. That's how I feel like he was really fit for the Broncos. Like he was. I saw a side by side yesterday of him with the Broncos and then him now, and he's just got the baggy T-shirt under his jersey now. He didn't have that with the with the Broncos. So he's like just he done was trying. Yeah, he was clean cut. Um, his career obviously went downhill pretty quickly. Um, so did his physique. But hey, you know what? He's running around the playoffs again. So he just pulled a Ron Dane on us and just got fat as hell. Yeah, exactly. I don't hate it. I don't hate that move at all. No. I mean, embrace it. He's kind of embraced it too. Like he's called himself, I think his Twitter bio, something along the lines is like, yeah, a fat boy, a fat boy just running around. <laughs> I saw Let me one. Look it up. I saw one it's something thing. like that. Whenever Todd Gurley was out the last two or three weeks of the season and CJ Anderson was balling out, somebody put up a stat on Twitter that just said, uh, CJ Anderson has so-and-so however many yards after the carry in the last three games. That's more than Todd Gurley had in eight games, basically saying that C.J. Anderson could run the ball so much better after contact than Gurley. It just, and then the stat was just like, you know, makes you think. And C.J. Anderson quote tweeted and said, nah, Todd Gurley's the GOAT. That just happens to me because I'm slow. <laughs> I was like, man, I love this guy. <laughs> well, I saw the same stat last week. It was like Todd Gurley had five yards per carry before he got touched, and uh, C.J. Anderson only had three. And people were like, this is why C.J. Anderson, it's like he made more out of his yards. It's like, no, it's just – People can get to him a lot faster than they get to Todd Gurley. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was maybe it was a tweet. It wasn't his Twitter bio. I saw him say something, but like he's he keeps quote tweeting people like calling him fat. He's like, look, I'm fat, but I'm just running around, man. Fat, but I'm making millions. Who was that guy you mentioned? I'm really trying to think of running backs who went from like skinny to fat. Like they're always Ron fat Dane? running backs. Ron Dane? Who is yep. that? He, here's his Ron tweet. Ron Dane won the Heisman it. for Wisconsin back in the day. And then when he got to the NFL, he just embraced the, like half fullback Mike Tolbert. Yeah, was Lacey? He was skinny at Alabama, wasn't he? He wasn't that skinny, mm. but he got real fat. He got fatter, but he was always like on the bigger side. Yeah. Like he wasn't yeah. CJ Anderson. He wasn't like CJ Anderson to me was like a, a, he was a fit guy, dude. smaller guy. No, CJ yeah. Lacey always Lacey always weight. had the weight issues. People were worried about the weight with Lacey. Same thing with Tolbert. Tolbert's always been the like a bigger guy. I'm trying to think of guys that just got There's fat. a lot of fat guys for the Panthers, man. All right, here's CJ Anderson's tweet. It was right after the game um, at 1:41 a.m. He said, "Great team win another championship Sunday. I get to play. Extremely blessed." And then he finishes it up with, "I'm just a fat kid running." Then the hundred emoji. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I was referring to. <laughs> Love that man. Well, all right. Let's, let's wait. What do you got, Tommy? Well, anything? No, I was just gonna say that's like the most football player NFL just classic. <laughs> I, Look, I ain't thinking. I'm just running. A fat kid running. <laughs> Well, let's look forward to the conference championships. Um, actually, right before we get there, let's talk Saints and Eagles. This one kind of got swept under the rug. The Saints should have lost this game like three yes. or four different times. Like the Eagles jumped all over them early, and then, of course, the Saints put 20 unanswered on them. But it seemed like the Eagles just handed them this game. This game almost honestly seemed like well, the – Alshon dropped them the game. Yeah, I mean, he, he, that we all know Nick Foles is taking that team 
to the house and they're about to win if Alshon Jeffrey doesn't screw that up, right? I mean, like, okay, it's so that he, obvious. Here's where I'm at with this, and this kind of it kind of makes me mad that I am on the Nick Foles side of this whole thing because my my brain tells me, look, Carson Wentz is obviously better, but even after the drop and not making it back to the NFC Championship game, I think you still have to ride with with Foles. I think you have to. This is a city that's never had anything. I'm on. I'm literally on the same train. I was like, I think Foles is so good. I don't know if they just need to like have Carson Wentz play like the regular season and bench him or something, but I just do not fear him the way I do Nick Foles. I, I don't either. I was on have the record on this podcast saying that Nick Foles is the best backup in the league. I was like, I, I had no idea how he wasn't starting on some team somewhere. He just likes Philly. I think he lives there. Like, or his family lives there or something like that. I have no clue why he's not been a starter this whole time. He was always good, like even on the Rams. And then suddenly, like, now they're like, well, you got to go with Carson Wentz. I'm like, who, the guy that, like, isn't really that good and gets banged up all the time. I do not think Carson Wentz is that good. I think he's good. I don't think he's that good. And then now Nick Foles just keeps winning you games. He would have won that game. I'm fully convinced. You have he to go have. with Foles. It's crazy that if he didn't, if Alshon hadn't dropped that ball, they win the game. We're having the like everybody, everybody, even everybody in Philly. I think would finally be having the conversation. Like, look, if he took us back to the NC Championship game, we're riding with Foles. Like Foles is going to be our guy for the. I mean, for the next couple years or so. I don't know how much longer he's got. I didn't want to say forever. But Maybe forever. we're riding with Foles. It's literally just the Alshon drop. They're going, nope, Wentz is the guy. Because Philly came out today, like the organization came out and said, yo, Wentz is our starter. Did they really? I didn't see that. Yeah. yeah. That is, I cannot believe that this guy who, I mean, he would have won that game. I have no doubt in my mind. We haven't seen I what mean, he Carson, was driving. It was, it was over. Like Saints fans were shitting the bed until Alshon Jeffrey dropped that ball. I mean, really, it was that simple. I don't know. I just yeah, that was baffling. The Saints should have lost that game three or four different times, and they didn't, and that kills me. It's just crazy that you would think a city who had never won anything until Foles finally took over. I mean, granted, it was because of the Wentz injury, but led them to the Super Bowl and then nearly did it again. Yeah, not to and they just don't appreciate like it. Another person's. You know, take her point, but Bill Simmons jokingly on his podcast talked about how Philadelphia should trade away Carson Wentz and just stick with Nick Foles, like jokingly, just to piss off Eagles fans. And the more and more he said it, he was like, he's like, I, I kind of, I kind of believe I it. I kind of think I'm right. That's how I am. I was on the same train. Like, like I started it like off this take as a joke, like weeks ago. I was like, I mean, let's just keep riding with Foles if I'm, if you're Philly. But I fully believe it. That dude. It, He's got something. I mean, he has something that Carson Wentz just doesn't, that a lot of quarterbacks just don't. And to me, it's you're just throwing that away. And maybe he won't be as good in like the regular season. He might get banged up a little bit more. But you put him in the playoffs, it's he's he's just different. See, I like the rotation idea. You know what? Throw Wentz out there for like the first twelve games, thirteen games of the year, and then bring in Foles like he's Mariano Rivera. He's your closer. As the closer. And yeah. I just let saying, him close out the year. I've been saying the Patriots, like, they should do this for the rest of Brady's career. They need to get a backup that's like, <laughs> better than Brian Hoyer, but just let him start, like, six, <laughs> six, eight games. We'll probably go, like, three and three or four and two. Let Brady start. Like, he usually doesn't pick up till December. Let him pick up in December. You know, whatever. Six and one, seven and one. And <laughs> you just get a, you get a Brady that's that more, like, less tired. And I'm, I'm like, this is a I, – I believe this. <laughs> like, I believe we should do this. 
This is like I, I'm not this against is making it. football coaches roll in their grave. Just the fact that we're talking about a two QB <laughs> system in their locker room, they are literally ro- spinning in their grave, spinning. But it's one. Of the, I think the Patriots you can at least get away with it because it's like everyone knows Brady's the guy. Whereas with Foles, it's I I think they just gotta they gotta buy in the same way. It's like they gotta say, hey, Foles is our guy. Wins like you can start the first twelve games if you want to. Foles <laughs> is our guy. Foles Let's is go. Foles is destined though to get shipped off to like I don't know the Giants or the Jags and just have like a shitty end. Yeah, now you're missing it. He's going to he is going to the Redskins. Redskins, you think? The Redskins yep. are drafting Kyler Murray. I can tell you that right now. Ah, uh, that that could happen too. Yeah. And they're going to start him, and they're going to run him to the ground. God, Kyler Murray is going to suck <laughs> so bad in the NFL. But I'm proud of that dude for getting. What is money. everybody missing about the fact the guy's five seven? I understand it's a different NFL. I understand people who are like right there at the six foot like benchmark are succeeding now when they had it in the past. But this kid is five seven. There's a big difference between like the five eleven. Russell Wilson in the five seven Kyler Murray. You know, he's Huge difference. Five eleven Kyler Murray is, and every single person's like he's not five. He's not five eleven. Yeah, the guy's five seven. I yeah I I am I am absolutely baffled. Like I've I've always said like okay well you really don't have to be that tall to be a quarterback anymore. It's just different. But I'm I and I've never really believed this. But there's no chance that guy can see over the line. I always thought that was None. like a stupid way of putting it. Like you drop back. You know, like three steps, seven steps. You could see over the line from there. I genuinely don't think he can see over the line. I really don't. He's never taken a snap under center his entire life. Never. Yeah, it's true. What's uh, I? I do not understand. I don't. I don't get it. I mean, I love it. This guy's gonna make a lot of money. Good for him. He's gonna be terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's perfect timing too because this this class stinks. Oh, it's horrible. Look, what's the what's the second best QB? Daniel Jones out of Duke. Is it now? Or Dwayne Haskins. I, I know it was – I was going to say Dwayne Haskins I know is getting – and Dwayne Haskins is like – People keep like, trying to tell me how good Dwayne Haskins that's is. That's how I feel. It's just like Dwayne Haskins is just like, ugh. No, they keep saying I don't like, think he's don't terrible. He I don't think he's great. Field. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I mean, he's like a decent college quarterback in a great system. Like, what, what are we – I'm not going to sit here and, like, sing his praises when I, like, watch him beat Penn State kind of. Okay, but this is – also left me baffled. This was something we missed during our hiatus. If this is such a bad class, which we all agree it is, why did Herbert come back? That because the class I, next year is going to be good. I, I think he. I think I didn't he's see got people with him either. I think he's got a lot of people in his ear, like who just were telling him the wrong thing. Like, you, if he is actually stupid enough to believe that he will gain traction in this off season just by getting better as a player, he's an absolute idiot. Like, he actually is an idiot. Yeah. This is the best his draft stock ever would have been. He should have gone in. I don't know who was in his ear telling him differently, but it was idiotic. It was dumb. I, I that one left me baffled. He's going to Matt Barkley like, himself. People were still going to like talk about him too though. He was like he is not a good quarterback. Or who was the guy from Virginia Tech? Uh was it Logan Thomas? Logan Thomas. I was like that was a, a while ago. He he's a tight end now for the Cardinals, I think. Is he still with them? I, I knew he converted at one point. No, no, he played this year for the I think he was on the Cardinals. Oh, I thought he was out of the league. He played for some. I know he. I know I watched the game and he caught a ball and I was like, "Oh, good for you, Logan Thomas." Yeah, I knew he was a tight end one time. I did. I didn't know he was still in the league either. Yeah. But no, it's Let's like see. Herbert. I watched like, I don't know. I was kind of an Oregon stand, and then it's like I don't know why because they're a bad team, and he was not good. I don't know why right. people kept talking about him. 
Logan Thomas is with the Bills now. Bills. Interesting. Oh, oh I did see him play for the Bills this year. Yeah. I yeah, he would have caught a that's where I would have seen him against the Pats and he would I think he caught one or two balls and I was like, Oh. Cool work, Logan. I yeah, this this makes that makes absolutely no sense to me. I was actually like shocked by that because I was like, he literally could have gone number one overall, been a pretty tremendous bust, but made a ton of money, and he's absolutely gonna Matt Barkley himself and go from the number one overall pick to like a fourth rounder. Because like yeah. he's gonna come out with Tua, Jake Fromm, all these other dudes who are gonna go way above him because they're better quarterbacks. I don't necessarily think those guys are spectacular, but they're way better than he is. And so it's a way better class than it is now. Oh yeah, I mean it's. I mean it's. You could throw me in there. I'd be a top ten quarterback. Hey, <laughs> okay, he's fine. Got top size. fifteen. He's got but size. What? You got to give it. To, you got to give it to him. It's he's true. Not I have. I have the archetypal quarter- QB size. Yeah. Have you seen him in shorts? I do look pretty good in shorts. I, I've kind of stubby legs and short and like small hands. But James Winston, stubby legs, small good hands, calves. number one pick. Decent you got calves. good calves. Decent calves. They're a, little, they're a little too hairy. You need to shave. I'll go good. Some. I might need to shave up before I do it. Maybe get some nair. Then I'm a top ten QB for sure. I wonder if nair hurts. I think it does. I'm pretty sure it has it does. to. It I think I've like heard it, it, it hurts very badly. Could you use like so say like not me obviously but like could you use that on like your face or would that have a different reaction? I I think it like burns you. It's like a I don't chemical think you're burn. supposed to do that. Yeah. I think it will remove all your hair still, but I think it will, like will also burn your like. It's very sensitive on your face. That's what I assumed. Yeah, yeah it's like Agent so, Oranging your face. So where did we leave off? Uh oh, we're, the championship game Saint, preview. Saints Eagles. Yeah, we're, we're, we were going to Saints Rams before we started talking <laughs> about Nair. Uh, so Saints Rams. People, you know, Saints are a different team in the dome. I mean, they're a dome team. Great home field advantage. I still am going with the Rams here. I'm not. Ethan, I'm, I'm not either. You guys no, are going to say not. after that display against the Eagles and how good the, the Rams Eagles were. The Eagles, the Eagles were red are, hot. I think the Eagles are a good team. Like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna discount them. I just think the Saints look terrible. I don't think they showed me anything in that game. They were crazy on discipline. They were moving the ball. Say what? They were moving the ball after they fell down fourteen nothing. They just weren't scoring. For, I don't know how, because I felt like every time I looked up, they were converting a third and thirteen. They got every penalty in the book. I just don't think a team like the Rams, who don't have the worst secondary in football like the Eagles do, are going to be able to like take care. I think the Rams come in and, and beat them pretty good. I, I just don't. I th- yeah, I don't. I think I think, I think it's a good game. I, I think it's a good game. I don't think this Saints blow team them out, to me is but. just like. They're full of gamers, man. Like they, I feel like this is like one of the few teams that I'm like, man, this team, like they just don't really lose that much. Like they're gonna pull it out. Whereas the Rams well, they team can, to me is the complete opposite. I'm like, I have no faith that this team is actually that good. I could completely see them being down like 14 nothing, 17 nothing, and them just falling apart. Yeah. Jared Goff, I do not feel the same about. Well, I feel like the Saints team can win in any which way, shape, and yes. form. They can yep. win in a shootout. They can beat you three to nothing. Yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. I just think this. I think that the Rams have more on the defensive side of the ball than the Eagles have. And if the Eagles were almost able to stop the Saints, I mean, I know they moved the ball, but like the way that they played, only putting up twenty points, getting behind that quickly, I don't think they can afford those mistakes against the Rams. If the Saints go down early against the Rams, it's over. And I really think I really think this Rams team is a lot better than anybody's giving them credit for. 
they're kind of young, but I think they're going to come in and beat the Saints pretty good. Like, I don't, I, I don't trust Jared Goff like in in the Superdome at all. I mean, I just there's just a lot of things about this Rams team I just don't feel that good about. Whereas the Saints, it's like there's really not that many like I don't know they're they're more well balanced to me than the Rams are. The Rams theoretically could be better on one side or the other, but I don't think they put it together like the Saints do. I'm exactly with Tommy. Fair enough. I also would rather die than have a Saints-Patriots Super Bowl. So that's probably the worst possible thing that's for fair. me. That's fair. I agree with that, but I think I we're would, getting it. Yes, I would like to see the Rams win. I like I like watching them more, I think, at times than the Saints. But I think the Saints will win. I think they're just a grittier team. They want it more, you know? All the other clo- the, you know, cliches and tropes. They want it more. They play better under the big lights. That's right. All right, so let's transition to AFC then. Uh, I'm going to read a tweet from Ryan Nanny here, also known as at Celebrity Hot Tub on Twitter. No idea why that's his name. He says, Optimist. I don't know who this is. Optimist you. Well, the Chiefs looked really good, and the Patriots won't have home field on their side. Realist you. God abandoned us long ago, and he was right to do so. I couldn't feel like more like that for this game. Patriots are going to smash the Chiefs. Yeah, this is this is Andy like Reid versus a, Bill a Belichick. Andy Reid always overthinks the room in the playoffs. It's going to happen again. He's just going to overthink the room. He's going to start throwing it to some tight end that we never heard of in our entire life. It's just we've read this book. We know how it ends. It's the same old song and dance. Reid's going to fold. He's going to outthink the room and just absolutely shoot himself in the foot. Patriots. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I feel so many ways like the Chiefs. It's like, man, they, they just match up so well against us. And they just have so much speed against our team. But I keep coming to the same thing. It's just like, oh, it's Andy Reid at the end of the day. Something stupid's going to happen. Because that, I mean, that Chiefs-Patriots game that happened before, it, it wasn't a miracle that the Patriots won. They were up, I think, 24-9 at halftime. But the Chiefs came screaming back. It was a couple kind of lucky turnovers, I think, towards the end of the game that, that really kind of sealed it for us. But I really, like, I don't know. I Like, everything in me wants to say the Chiefs because, like, the Patriots on the road have been terrible this year. They score like 21 points a game. The Chiefs secretly have won like the best home defenses. And I keep coming to Andy Reid. I'm like, I just can't bet on that guy. Yeah, no. I, Not bad. I, I, it's just so obvious that Tom Brady is going to go out here and smash a basically rookie quarterback. Like Patrick Mahomes is in his Ben Simmons year. Like, you know, he's actually playing after kind of sitting on the bench last year. So he's basically a rookie, and while he's been amazing, he'll probably win the MVP. I I just know how this song and dance ends. You know what I'm saying? This is it's just kind of the same old same old. You said it perfectly, Andy Reid. I'm not going to bet on that guy in a big game, especially not against Belichick. And I'm not going to bet on a rookie QB over Tom Brady. I'm just not. It, I know how this goes. I'm not, I'm not dying on that hill. As as much as I, I mean, want it, it's never going to happen. The Patriots are going to kill him. We are also dumb, and I'm using we. Very loosely, I'm just saying, just the general public. We made the Patriots feel like an underdog for no reason. That's the worst thing we could have ever done. Yeah, just give Tom Brady more bullets and more material. Did you see that quote that he had? I bet that's what you're referring to, of like, everybody thinks we suck and can't win games. Yes. It's like, yep. who in their that, right mind... What were we thinking? Who in their right mind was like, thinking that the Patriots... Just, just the fact that anybody gave them an inclination that they could be an underdog. 
is just the worst. We did. There was a lot of narratives being flown out there. Like, you know what? This Patriots team, they haven't been as good on the road. Tommy Brady's on the decline. He's not throwing for as many yards. He's, I mean, his yards per attempt have gone down. It's kind of dink and duck football. Like, that's that was a, a narrative that a lot of people were floating out, floating out there. It was. Why? Not me. I wasn't. Dude, I but I'm, sensible I'll say people. as a Patriots fan, this is, this is like the worst. This is still the worst Patriots team probably since like 08 or 05. Or maybe, uh, no, 05 was good. 06 was bad. Like, this really, it's not that talented of a Patriots team. I get that, you know, we still have Tom Brady. We still have Bill Belichick. But the, the secondary is good. The defense, I can't believe how much pressure they got against the Chargers last week because they have not been able to generate anything all year. And maybe maybe last week will come over to this week and we'll see. But if that happens, I think the Chiefs are going to beat us too because their, their defense looked amazing against the Colts. That's weird because the Chiefs had one of the worst defenses I've ever seen during the regular season. I know. They couldn't do anything. They just have D Ford and ten other guys. I don't know. They I I'll give some stats for like the Chiefs that makes like I I really do like their upside more, I think, than the Patriots. They were the number one team by sacks this year, which if you want to beat the Patriots, that's probably the number one way is make Brady uncomfortable. As soon as you do that, they yeah, super easy. they don't fall apart, but it it's it's a lot easier to beat them. They were, I think, the number one by far team at home scoring-wise. It was something like 38 points a game, something stupid. They gave up only like 17 at home. I think they were like the seventh stingiest defense at home all year. They gave up a lot of points on the road, but not many at home. The Pats, like I said earlier, I think they were like the 20th team on the road scoring-wise, scoring like 20 a game. There's just a lot of stats that it's like, man, the the Pats really don't play well on the road. The, the Chiefs really play well at home, but... It's still like that that Andy Reid Bill Belichick thing. It it very heavily leans Belichick, of course, but everything else to me is leaning Chiefs. Yep, yeah, but that the the one thing that doesn't lean Chiefs in your mind is a big big thing. Yes, it is a big thing, but it's still like the upside pick to me is I think the nobody, nobody the Chiefs have. I don't know. I feel like they almost had to screw up a couple times for the Pats to win. If the Pats screw up at all, I I feel like it's just very easy Chiefs win. Like if we have more than I hope you're have, right, Tommy. Yeah. I hope you're right. No, I don't hope I'm right, but I'm I'm usually a, a pessimist against the Pats. So the evil empire. I mean, if this is the this is the day that it folds, I'll be a happy man. But it's just not. Patriots are gonna be in the Super Bowl again. I'll put on my Eeyore hat and just be sad. There'll be a Patriots Saints Super Bowl, and I'll just be rooting for a damn tie the whole time. So, yeah, that'll be sad. Yep. No. Yeah. I, I did have one more point against this uh, for these championship games. Did you know that these are the number one, two, <laughs> three, and four offenses in the NFL? Yeah. Is it really? It's all that. I mean, I yeah, figured yeah. they were the, they're four of the best, but. I, I don't know if that's ever happened before, I admit. I haven't seen that really, like, put out anywhere, but. I doubt Usually there's happened. at least one like really good defensive team, especially that makes like the Super Bowl. A lot of times it's like number one defense, number one offense, but really the the Saints I think were like twentieth this year, or no the Patriots no the Patriots were like seventh this year against like the points, and of course they're like 29th in the yards because they always are. But other than them, I think there really was not any good defenses. I mean the Saints are pretty yeah, decent I think you're right. Defense, right? I, that's the thing. I think, are, I, I think they're a good defense, but against the points, they're really not. Like I think they were like 15 or 20 or something like that. Weird. 
When I watch the Saints, I think it's a good defense. Yeah, that's. I think that's how everyone feels. Whereas the so Patriots, it's like, man, this defense sucks, and then they only give up like 18 a game. Yeah. Well, I mean, you also have, what, six games a year in the NFC East. In the, in the yeah, you give up three points to the Bills and Jets a couple times, and you look a lot better. <laughs> well, I heard, I heard the other day, I think you guys outscored the Jets in two games by 50 points. Not surprised. The Bills would be right there, too. I think we beat them both times by 20, so. God almighty. That just makes it so much worse. But yeah, I mean, is this kind of the transition of defense doesn't win tr- championships anymore? Because that's like... No, nah, let's not overreact. Let's pump the brakes. Wait, say that again, Ethan? Let's, let's pump the brakes. Let's not overreact yet. So I don't get to overreact? No, don't overreact. Uh, I, this is just the funny thing of... This is the first time where I think when you looked at the league, there wasn't really... The defenses didn't have an offense that matched. Like, I feel like every... Like, the Bears and, and the Cowboys had great defenses. At times, they looked unstoppable. But at no point throughout the year... Uh, let me put this another way. Like, in the whole in the whole of the season, the Cowboys and Bears defenses looked beatable. They had, like, excellent moments where they looked really, really good. But at no point did they look like that Broncos defense that drug Peyton Manning to a Super Bowl that legitimately looked like people couldn't score against them. And with all these crazy rule changes, I, I feel like it's almost impossible to have a defense like that anymore. So that's kind of what I was looking at is maybe this is just the There's always a learning curve. Of top defenses. You know what I'm saying? Like, it more so than yeah. defenses don't win championships. It's more so there really weren't that many great defenses. Like, the Bears and the Cowboys were close, but those defenses weren't nearly good enough to drag Prescott and Trubisky to, to – Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't say that's any different than years past. You always need like a really good. I feel like the the formula is always a really good defense with just a quarterback that, even though they might not be the best, they get hot at the right time. Like that was the Flacco did it. Um, even I I mean we talked about Foles for a while, but that defense was really the thing that kept them in the game. Oh, yeah. And then Foles just gets hot. I don't know. I mean, I guess last year was more of a shootout, but I feel like every year it's kind of the defense that. Right in like the last three, four games, the quarterback, it's like, man, you know, the the offense looks so much better than the rest of the year. And I think, like you said, the Bears and the Cowboys, they just didn't have that quarterback. Mm -hmm. Or as the Patriots, it's like every year, it's just, it's the same shit. It's like the defense is like really good against the points. They don't like, they don't make that many mistakes and they got Tom Brady and he's going to score like 28 to 35. So it's just like, all right. Yeah, that's the formula. That's pretty much the formula. It's like the defense is not really that talented, but they're very disciplined, and then the the offense just, you know, it's Tom Brady. So it's really just like a, a very simple formula, but it's really hard to do. Yeah. Easier said than done, that's for sure. Yep. Well, we'll cover the Super Bowl more next week and uh, that playoff picture. We're going to transition here into college football. If anybody has anything else to say, I think we probably are good. Talked about Nair, talked about Adam Gaze, so Kyler Murray, so we should be good. Uh, So we missed a lot, obviously, during college football in our hiatus. A lot of our time on the hiatus was spent watching bowl games, at least for me personally. I know you you two did as well. So, I mean, obviously, we're three Clemson guys. We won't rub it in. I think we all kind of saw this coming, Clemson beating Bama. 
Maybe not you guys. I actually did. Like, I literally... I, I, I didn't see it coming. I, I, I had us covering the spread. I thought it'd be close, but I didn't see it oh, coming. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. I had Clemson with a spread and, the, like, the over, but I did not see the, the drubbing. I, I legitimately walked into the 49er stadium going, we should win this game comfortably. I just thought we were that much better than Bama. And really, it came down, came down a lot to, like, coaching, execution, and, like, play calling, which was insane. Like, we, we just out, out, like, out-coached Saban. Like, that's exactly what it was. It was just out. It was an absolute ass-kicking. So, that was awesome. We won't linger too much on that because that's been exhausted in the media. I will say, I I have a source on the team that told me the entire week the team felt like they were going to win du- by double digits. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, it just felt like they were that much better. It really did. It was the vibe in that. I mean, it was a clear ass-whooping. It re- And the, the best part, I think, really, that defined it was – Tua and Quentin Williams and some of the Alabama players like losing with no class at all. Like normally, you know, a Saban coach team is like in the media. They're not giving anything away. They're not saying anything. They're not sore losers. Hey, they came out and beat us. Da da da. We got to get better. They were coming out like, I mean, Tua was like, I wasn't confused. On de- like they said, what did Clemson's defense do to confuse you? He said, I wasn't confused. I just like you know, I just missed throws. And they were like, you look pretty confused. Yeah, out they took there. the Georgia fan route. I mean, that's always the narrative from Georgia fans. Anytime they lost a game, they've never – I don't think Georgia's – I've said it on the podcast before. Georgia fans don't believe they've lost a game or a team has beaten them in 12 years now. It's always they did it to themselves. Yep. I, I, I will say – like never, It's never just because the other team just whooped them. Not to defend, like, Tua too much, but I thought the ESPN, like the sideline people, I thought they were asking, like, terrible questions. Wait, was the like, wording very, a bit bad? Yeah, I mean, just for, like, both sides, it was like, when they asked Clemson, it was like, how did you break the spirit of Alabama or something? It's like, that's like that's not really what we're here to talk about. And the same thing when they asked him, it's like, you know, how did they confuse you? Oh, I did hear break it, it, the spirit. It was just like the wording. It's just like, you know, how you know how how they throw you off rhythm or something like that. Or, you know, how did, how did when you asked Clemson, how did your team do this? Or, you know, you guys look great. Can you, like, run me through some of the things that you guys did to prepare this week? Not. How did you – what was the time where you broke the spirit of Alabama? It's like, how are you well, going to answer that? He, like, completely Yeah, the, su- the sideline reporting – He was like, we just played hard and, like, he was like, yeah, what do you want? For both sides, I was like, they like, come on. Like, they're, they're just trying to get these kids to say something, like, kind of stupid. I was like, come on. Well, the post – I mean, Saban opened up the post-game presser before – I'm pretty sure before any questions were asked, going – yeah, if you look at the stat sheet, I mean, it was pretty even. Like, yeah. pretty much saying, like, it, they did not kick our ass. I mean, that's the only way he could save face. I mean, that was an absolute ass-kicking. I think the only route he could take recruiting-wise was like, hey, recruits, look at the stat sheet. We, you know, we put up yards, we just didn't score type thing. And what did Tommy just say? It doesn't matter how many yards you give up, you just can't let him score. I mean, that's yeah. that's the formula. That, yeah, I that was just the, the most baffling thing is I was like, I bet that Saban's press conference is going to be all class. It's going to be another, you know, fight to the death next year type thing. And then, you know, I just see Quentin Williams basically like Trevor Lawrence didn't make any throws. He just threw the ball up and his receivers made lucky plays. And Tua was like, nothing confused me out there. I was looking and I was like, man, this is kind of like pitiful. I, like out of Alabama, I'm like, this is a uh, – you guys just got your ass kicked, and, like, the way out would just yeah. be like, hey, we're going to be back next year. And instead, they're literally just, like, whining. I was like, man, this is this is not what I was expecting at all. Yeah. Because yeah. that's will, not typical from saving teams. No. No. 
No. And I, I will agree I hate the take that same thing that Notre Dame had. It's like, you know, they they really weren't that much better than us. It's like you lost by 27. At the end of the day, like, we play the game by the score. Like, we don't play by yards. We don't play by anything else. We play by the score. And they kicked your ass according to the score. I, I mean, I think that's like just I, the – Just like you're saying. That's just what it is. If, if Alabama beats those teams by 27 and 28 – in the, I mean, it's the best team of all time, no questions asked. But now, you know, it's not like a traditional blue blood Alabama Notre Dame type program. I mean, Clemson's more of a you know newer type of blue blood, uh, and, and the questions are being asked. You know, like oh, I mean, really, did they beat them? I mean, they get, sure gave up a lot of yards. I think that's just kind of the funny, almost like it was the flow of the game. It's almost yeah, it's almost just like a little bit of a disrespect towards uh, like Clemson's team, which. I mean, as a fan, I don't hate because it just gives us more bulletin board stuff. Is we're the first team to ever go fifteen and zero, and people are still doubting whether or not. No, no, no. Yeah, pin, come on. pin, pin. Don't forget about pin. Whatever it was, I think it was eighteen ninety seven. Whatever it was. Yeah, no. So they were the first team to ever go fifteen and zero. Give respect where respect is due. Don't take that away from me. <laughs> hey, the Patriots did it too. Mm-hmm. They did. You didn't. Sixteen and It's a college team. They went How would you like it in twenty one, eighteen, nineteen? People were just completely throwing us to the side in conversations. They're like, well, I mean, got a fifteen zero team, but nobody ever brings us up. You got to bring up eighteen ninety seven Penn. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there you have it. <laughs> Can we talk about the real story with the national title? Yes. The burgers. Please. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> this, I love this move. This was downright hilarious. And I think any logical, reasonable person pushes politics aside with this and just says, this is downright hilarious. It was, I was laughing my ass off all night long watching the pictures and videos come out onto social media last night of Trump just sitting there, hands wide open, like he was Jesus at the Last Supper, going, here is your food. I am the king, baby. It was hilarious. Like, part of me was like, part of me was like, what the hell? You like, seriously, like burgers? But then I saw a lot of people being like, yo, that's kind of cool. Like, I mean, we're in the White House <laughs> eating burgers. And then I saw a lot of the kids on the team being like, this is kind of lame that we got burgers, but at least we're in the White House. But then what really made me flip to the other side was just like every single social justice warrior trying to literally like crucify Donald Trump for it. And then I was like, well, I, this is, of course, this turns into like the most ridiculous thing in the entire world. Like, why would he have like chosen that if people didn't tell him to do that? You know what I'm saying? That's what, that was the most yeah. confusing part about this. It was like, what the, the hell? best. One of the other best parts to me was Trump. Like he kept saying over and over again, he was like, I'm serving them great American food. This is all American made. It's great American food. I saw that he blamed, he blamed it on the government shutdown. Like, I don't think they could cater anything in because, like, nobody's getting yeah. paid, so he just catered in fast food. On his own dime. Yeah. On his own dime. Yeah, not bad. You can't, I mean, yeah, if he did it the other way, people would have been pissed off, too. Yeah. He brought he in caviar and steak and stuff. Yeah. I think he claimed he bought 1,000 burgers, but then somebody else came out and was like, no, it was 300. So I don't know what the number of It was 1,000 burgers, but it was only 300 from McDonald's. He got them from, like, McDonald's, Wendy's, and, like, I think Chick-fil-A. Yes, so that was going to be my other question. There was no Chick-fil-A. I know that much. Oh, there wasn't Chick-fil-A? There was no – yeah, because they brought that up. There was no Chick-fil-A. Oh, my God. 
I saw somebody, he said that we had burgers stacked a mile high for the kids, and the Washington Post went and fact-checked how how high the oh stack of burgers actually was. And it was like, oh my God. That's this is the division thing. in this country right now. This is it. Um, Just personified. So, did he split it up evenly? Like, did he get an even number of burgers from Wendy's, Burger King, and McDonald's? Or... Being the Don- McDonald's guy that Donald Trump is on record, he's a big McDonald's guy. Like, there's a lot of pictures out there floating around of him eating Big Macs and all this stuff. He loves McDonald's. I also think that is like a secret motive in this: the fact that McDonald's is his favorite place. So that's why he got it. Um, I don't think it's really about the government shutdown. I think he just wanted McDonald's and fast food because he loves fast food. Um, that's true. That's that that is true. You can look it up. Um, but. Did he divide it evenly? Did he get an even number of burgers from Wendy's, Burger King, and McDonald's? McDonald's, or did he get more McDonald's, less Burger King, a little bit more of Wendy's and Burger King, or what have you? Maybe if I had the stomach to keep reading past the Washington Post article where they fact-checked the mile-high thing, they would have told me exactly how many burgers and fries were ordered from each place. Now, were Another there fries? Thi- I didn't see fries. Were there fries as well? There they, he been, said right? he got fries. Okay. I, I saw all the burgers. And I think I saw, were there nuggets? I don't remember if I saw nuggets or not. Yeah. I, no, uh, I know he had uh, filet fish Oh, God. <laughs> Dana, don't, Dana, don't, do you love, or do you like that you're a McRib guy? Oh, I, I used to be a McRib guy. Not anymore. No. Uh, is, is anyone a filet fish guy? Michael Scott. My from dad's the a filet fish guy. Huge. Michael, Michael Scott Michael was. Scott, your dad. I can't. I, I the look of them just turns my stomach. Dude, they're not that bad, but I tried to eat a filet of fish one time because I was like, "Oh, it, I mean, they can't be that bad." And I was like, "This is just not very good." I'm not going to yeah, eat fish from good, McDonald's ever again. Yeah, exactly. That's that's where I go to every time because they're not like the tartar sauce. It's it's decent, but then like, <laughs> uh, I'm eating like like someone probably touched this with their hands, and it's weirder when it's fish to me. So. Yeah, I don't know why I, I trust them with chicken and beef, but like fish is where I draw the line. Well, like my my other question that I had about this fast food stuff was like, how long was it just sitting out before the kids actually got to it? That because my question as well. I mean, McDonald's goes pretty bad pretty quickly. Yeah, like I hope they had I'm saying, before. like in the in thirty minutes, McDonald's can go bad. I'm really hoping like it just doesn't taste good. Yeah, I was really hoping it was warm as well. I was like. They would have had to really have timed the catering to perfection to make sure it yeah. stayed warm. That's the biggest thing. But I don't think they did because Donald Trump was having like a photo shoot in there before yeah, the kids, I was gonna say, there's before, no before way the kids got like, in there. There's no way it was hot. Maybe they had like warmer drawers. You know how they have those catering things like keep stuff warm? No, like because when they – maybe, but – like they were taking pictures and stuff, and I feel like they wouldn't take it out to take pictures and put it back. Yeah. No, I'm saying like in in the serving dishes like they have, they sometimes have them like heated. Yeah, but they, I don't think they were serving. I think it was just on a big table. It just had like stacks and stacks of boxes. Mm-hmm. Well, no, they, but they put them on silver platters, so they took oh, the time to like act the serving platter. Yeah, I see what you mean. Underneath I, I the so, McDonald's, because they took time to like lay it all out. They were lighting candles. They wanted the pre- presentation to be pristine. <laughs> I, I love I love the look of the candles with the burgers, the, the, all the McDonald's boxes. Really getting the atmosphere right. That's it. Great move. Now, the Red Sox are visiting, I think, in February. So if the government's still shut down, is he going to serve McDonald's again to the Red Sox? That is a great know. question. 
I hope he does. Like, I hope this becomes like Donald Trump's staple. Even when the government is back up and running, that he's just like, you know what? We're having fast food, baby. You better enjoy it. <laughs> Maybe it'll be KFC. That was, he should have known to either have gotten Chick Fil A or driven like two hours south of DC and gotten Bojangles as well. Zaxby's. I don't think we don't have Zaxby's, Zaxby's up here. Close, yeah. Damn. Yeah, that was the biggest thing for me. Was no Chick Fil A. If he had died Chick Fil A, he would have been the biggest genius of all time. Liberals would have yeah. like mm-hmm. celebrated. <laughs> yeah. Nobody hates on Chick Fil A. No. I don't know. Is Chick Fil A back? I know people hated Chick-fil-A for a while. I think people got over stuff. it pretty quickly. Yeah. How did we get here? But How right around then, they here? moved up to New York. We're so talking about, We're talking about... Uh, we, this wasn't even like that far of a tangent, man. Like We were just talking about like burgers and Chick-fil-A. This was a story in the sports okay, world. Okay, you're right. You're right. Yeah. When I, whenever like, I we're said not, we're not at people hate Chick-fil-A because of the gay stuff, I was like, what am I doing? Yeah, we're so, not you being a top 15 quarterback if you nared your legs. We're not so quite let's there, a, yet. Not there yet. Let's assume that he didn't, or the White House, didn't time the food being delivered perfectly where it was still f- like perfectly fresh for fast food. Remember that fast food has a much smaller window than other foods. Which burger stays better longer? Is it Wendy's, Burger King, or McDonald's? I think My answer is Wendy's. I think Wendy's stays best yeah, for sure. the longest. Wendy's is underrated, man. You always forget about it. It's a good burger. Because yeah. Wendy's, they also they put it in the uh, the aluminum like wrap. They put it in the foil wrap. That's the true. The other ones put it in the box. Yep, in the foil. But I'm looking at this insulin. picture right now, and it looks like for whatever reason, Wendy's. I can't tell if these are burgers or like little oh, chicken wraps, they but the they're paper in paper. Wraps. Yeah, you're right. Mm. Those don't keep very well. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Trump might have yeah, served cold like, fast food. I bet Michelle Obama, you know, how she, like, one of her big things as first lady was, like, better food for public yeah. schools and all that to make them healthy. I bet she was not happy with this. She must have been very no. angry. So if if he got burgers in, in the paper, like, those aren't the good burgers then, right? Like, those are the cheaper burgers. Th- those are like, that's the, good the dollar menu burgers. Yes, yeah. you are correct. Yeah, like a but he did get Big Macs. Yeah, well, yeah, Big Mac's fine, but still the Wendy's one. Yeah, he didn't get like a Dave single or whatever because that comes in the aluminum one. He had to get. A, but they may have had to consolidate. Wendy's is notoriously uh, is notorious for being more expensive, you know. So. Yeah, I guess so. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, he they might have. I'm I'm thinking that the Wendy's was like, we need to wrap these things in every single thing that we have on hand because they had to make 300 burgers. That's true because the aluminum. Tin foil one is a, probably a little more expensive than the, just the paper. Yeah. And when you're making 300 burgers, yep. that adds and up. It's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. I'll concede. But what do you think Wendy's would want to give the best for the White House? That's what I think, too. Maybe it's a political stand by Wendy's. Yeah, maybe it is. Has our sweet Someone, little redhead gone political? at Wendy's right now and roast it. <laughs> Wendy, no, Wendy's will roast you on Twitter. Yeah, I was going to say, roast them before they can roast you. They're ruthless. Okay, what about the pizza choice? The what? The what? Yeah, so he had pizza as well. He had Domino's delivered. That's fine. Who cares? But do you approve of the Domino's choice? Oh, I I think if you're going fast food pizza, Domino's is a no-brainer over Papa John's and Pizza Hut. I don't think it's close. That's where I am, too. Yeah, I I agree. People all the time when I was a kid would be like, no, Papa John's, man. Papa John's pizza is It was at one point, though. It is terrible. At one point, Papa John's was a lot better than Domino's. No that 
That yes, no point. At one point it was, but it's changed. It has changed. Papa John's is Papa horrible. Papa John's, it's never been good. That's false. It the was dough, good about uh, seven the, years ago. The dough and the sauce have never been good. It's just false. Papa John's is You're the worst wrong. pizza ever. Seven seven years ago, it was the top of the chain. No, that's a hundred percent false. Domino's has been the yeah. best since I was a small small child. It's not true. Yes. That's just false. It, That's no, just patently is. false. All right. Now it is. You, you you are correct now, but in the past, no, it wasn't. People, please put Ethan in his place, all the listeners. Papa John's seven years ago Domino's was, the, was the better one, chain. Whether it's been Domino's since day one or Papa John's at any point. But Papa John started to lose his mind about seven years ago. <laughs> so you're pinning, you're pinning the no, better ingredients the and better pizza – just completely going on the downhill with Papa John and his sunken you know, dead I, eyes. I think I might kind of like. Yeah. I know what Ethan's talking about. Domino's used to be pretty bad. It was awful. Yeah, there was a time period. It was like it, it maybe seven to ten years ago. You might be somewhere in there. I'm right on this, and they got real finicky. They were trying to do subs there at the same time, and then they finally like, oh, okay, that was later. Screw. I think we're, we're doing still, pizza they, only. No, no, I had no Domino's I, I does ate, like everything now, but. I haven't seen them marketed as much. There no, was a while there, like, about seven years ago, they tried to market the subs a whole lot, but they don't market as much anymore. They still have that stupid commercial where it's, well, the one they have, like, isn't a Lincoln one theirs where it's like five bucks and the dude know. looks like Abraham Lincoln. It's like, oh, I got all these. Uh, is that? Oh, uh, I know what you're, ad you're talking about. I didn't know that was a Domino's ad. Is that Domino's? That might be, it might be Pizza Hut. But I know <laughs> Domino's does like the same thing where it's like, they have the one where it's like the phone thing or whatever. How did we get here? Listen to me. <laughs> This is what the people want to hear. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right, I, I think it's, I think it's about time to wrap this up. Is there, uh, is there anything else we need to touch in college football? I was going to talk about our story, our favorite storylines, but I think that the burgers were very clearly our favorite storylines from the bowl, from the bowl season. Yeah, I really yeah. Did, like. I didn't care about that many bowls that much. There were a lot of like very. To me, very disappointing bowls. Yeah, it was a pretty bad bowl season. It was kind the of Cheez It Bowl was my favorite bowl. The Cheez It Bowl, the seven to six game or whatever it was. Uh, uh ten to seven. Yeah, ten to seven. Love it. My favorite was uh, Georgia talking so much shit about Notre Dame on uh, on Twitter. All their players tweeting, and then it comes out that they didn't even get ready for their Sugar Bowl game because they were so mad that they didn't get in the playoffs. And then they just got their asses kicked by Texas in the Sugar Bowl. <laughs> didn't this happen like five years ago with Alabama? Or someone like – wasn't it Alabama? Uh, Yeah, Alabama. That was more than five years ago. They lost to – Yeah, probably. Who it was, was it? Was it Oklahoma or was who was it? May have been Oklahoma. If it, if they didn't get into the playoffs and they were so mad that they like wouldn't get ready yeah. and then they just like – got smashed but they had already won a title by that point i believe it wasn't I, I do remember that game they got beat i think by 14 um but it was like a if i remember correctly um i think it was like a seven point game for the majority of the game i all i remember about the storyline is the same thing it was like oh it's like we don't really care about the game or they didn't really care about the game because they didn't make the playoffs this game didn't matter at all and now it's the same like people are saying the same thing for georgia it's like whatever dude it's like Fucking prepare for a game. It's not that hard. Yeah, it well, was I mean, Oklahoma and the Sugar Bowl could call. Georgia had three games that mattered all year, and they lost all of them. Yep. Yeah, that's just Georgia football. 
you it's a statement loss. It's the entire program. I like Michigan. I like Michigan getting the shit kicked out of them. I like that. Yeah, that came that out of nice. nowhere. I don't really care. That came out of nowhere. That was like a real boring. I did not want to watch that game, and then all of a sudden they were down like twenty points, and I was like, no. Interesting. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. No. The only thing, if we're done with college football, the only thing, do we have any I'm kind done. of gambling for uh, conference championships? Do you guys? I haven't looked at the lines yet. Okay. Oh. I think it's Saints. I think Saints moved to minus three and a half. It opened up at three. The pa- oh, I knew the Pats are an underdog. Yeah, the Pats are plus three. Chiefs are minus three. Free money. Pats are the money runs. Free money. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, Pats are free money there. See, I think I'm going the other way. I think I think I'm going the other way. I think I'm going to bet on the Chiefs. I'm going to like. I'm going to buy the win, hopefully. But I think I'm going to bet on the Chiefs because I just see so many ways that the Chiefs are going to beat us. I really don't. I just Listen, man, they they kind of have our number too. It's like the last couple of years we barely beat them this year, but the last couple of years they they usually kill us. Again, that's regular season, but yeah, I, I don't understand why you do this, Thomas. It must be really nice to be you. Listen, man, you just you, find you, you find every way that your team's going to lose, and then they just win. Exactly, and yeah, exactly. You you. You just like it's like all right, you have no hope at all, and then you win. It's like oh fuck yeah. It's kind of sick. Like I mean, I feel like Clemson football might be going that way. Like I might just, I was so confident we were gonna win that when we won, I was just like, yeah, I mean, totally, this is what happens. And I was like, oh my god, I'm becoming one of those fans. So maybe I'll have to do that too, just to like get some, see, feel something, just feel anything. See, that's how like I have no confidence in any team ever. So every win, like any team I I root for has, I'm like. I'm always so happy. Uh, at some point, I guess it does kind of wear off when you like you win your fifth Super Bowl, but I'm still like I'm very happy when it happens. I'm not like yeah. oh yeah, another one in the books. Got to be. I'm starting to get that way about Clemson. Maybe I just need to get pessimistic. I'm not sure if that. I'm that. not sure if that makes any sense, honestly. No, it it makes sense because you'll feel way better when we win. Then when we lose, it's like eh, whatever. Like I knew we were gonna lose, <laughs> and it doesn't hit you as hard. Scoping mechanism, all right? That feels like it's coping. It definitely is. Alrighty. We have to care about other sports. Luckily, we have Tommy, our NBA guy. Easy, our college basketball guy. And uh, I'm not even going to say that I'm the soccer guy because you you guys don't care. But I tried. You did try. I tried. I tried for like two or three weeks. I could not get into I, it. I didn't know any any of the players. I hate that they don't like they don't put names on there or whatever. I just don't know anybody. It's horrible. So, uh, we'll be doing a lot more of that, I'm sure, coming up the next several weeks. This will be the only thing talking about. I might be the baseball guy for all intents and purposes. I, I love love free agency in baseball. I think that's a pretty cool thing. So, I'll, we'll definitely be talking a little bit about that. There's been a lot, uh, a, a lot in the sense that there hasn't been a lot going on with baseball free agency yet again. Nothing is moving. But we'll be talking NBA. We'll be talking college basketball. I'm going to be talking a little bit of baseball. So we'll be uh, there's we're getting into the dog days of summer already. I think summer like you know the dog days of summer that's always easy easy saying in sports where there's nothing going on. That kind of happens for me even in like February. Like February until or sorry January until like March. Like from that Super Bowl until like the conference championships in college basketball, there's just nothing for me in sports. Like once I think we got to start I think we need to get into hockey. Somebody does. Maybe you do. Somebody does. I'll get into hockey. Oh, yeah, you got the caps. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you can. The city actually cares about hockey. 
Yeah, you're in a hockey town. You're our hockey guy now. I'll be I'll be there soon. I'll Phoenix, do it. That's a hockey town. Oh yeah, the Coyotes. You oh, kidding yeah. me? Fuck yeah, bud. Alrighty. Well, you guys got any last words? No. Um, Xander and I were talking about and over our hiatus doing a quick little podcast on pet peeves. Mm. I would just like to read my five pet, or I have actually have seven pet peeves. Um, <laughs> you couldn't. I would just like to read them real quick without much explanation. I might offer uh, an explanation or two here. So my first pet peeve was cheap old men. I'm talking about like <laughs> 70 year old what? men who complain about the price of like drinks being raised by five cents at the local hot dog joint. Those kind of people drive me nuts. Like, man, you've been saving up every dime for the past 50 years. Don't complain to me about the, the drink prices at the local joint being raised by five cents. That gets on my nerves. Um, people who say they want to be single, uh, they just get on my nerves because they're just lying. Look, you just got to admit that you are an insufferable person to a lot of people, and that's why you know, you're single. Nobody just chooses to be single. That's just not true. Uh, the delay on Venmo, that drives me nuts. How in the world can we not figure out by now this rich old company where I don't have to wait a day and a half to get my money from you? That drives me nuts. <laughs> um, grocery store workers who monitor the self-checkout line. And I know you have to have people who monitor. I'm talking about the, like the grocery store workers who come up and try to do the self-checkout line for you. I'm in the self-checkout line for a reason. I don't want any help. <laughs> Don't do it for me. Uh, private Instagram accounts, and I'm not talking about like me, you, Tommy, you know, normal everyday people. I understand why we have private Instagram accounts. I'm talking about like the meme yes. accounts that have like a million followers. Huge agree. That drives me up the wall. Huge agree. Because I get all these, I get people like friends like Xander who will send me some picture from a meme account that has a million and a half followers, but it's private and I can't see it unless I followed them. Like that makes no sense to me, drives me up the wall. Um, six, I have Nickelback haters, big time. Those agree. people are just lying to themselves. Nickelback put out banger after banger for years, and then one day we all just decided to hate them. Don't lie to yourself. You jammed to Nickelback, and you still think those songs are good. You're just trying to go with the social current, but and say that you hate them. Last one, I'll end on this note. With no further comment, Cliff Kingsbury. We'll see you guys next week.